Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 12th episode of Shaking and Crying for this April the 18th of 2018. I'm Rob Roberts. And I'm Arya Snark, but you can call me Victoria if you're nasty. Thanks for checking out our show dedicated to geek culture, pop culture, and me getting high on paint fumes and talking to the imaginary raccoon that's now prancing around my apartment. Ooh, does the raccoon have a name? His name is Pins and Needles. (laughs) Do you have a little pin cushion for your pins and needles? It's on the floor. I see. Uh, So you're painting right now. Is Is this a costume project you're working on or...? Yeah, so it's Dapper Day at Disneyland on Sunday, which if people who don't obsess over Disney like I do don't know, it's basically where you go to Disneyland in like retro clothes and you kind of like honor um, what the parks looked like in 1955. And I've seen people go in freaking full on Victorian garb. I've seen people go in the 20s. I've seen people do all kinds of things. So I'm getting my dress ready for this weekend. I have never been to Dapper Days, and I've always wanted to go. It's just I they have them twice throughout the year, right? And they're always bad times. Yeah, there's one in the spring and there's one in the fall. So it used to be in February and September. Mm-hmm. But then the one in September got to be too fucking hot, like literally <laughs> melting. Um, so they moved it. So now it's April and November. Oh, but Victoria, climate change isn't real. No, it's totally fake. It's totally not real. Like, it's supposed to rain tomorrow and be in the low 60s, and then by the weekend it's going to be in the Uh mid-80s. Yeah, but climate change is fake. (laughs) Um, Oh, uh, is this something that Disney, like, officially recognizes or no? Because, like, I know when it comes to gay days, like, I haven't been – I just haven't been to the parks in a while just because it got expensive and I'm poor. Um, but I know, um, I used to go often and I went to gay days a few times and technically the park doesn't acknowledge gay days. Like they can't really say it's an official event, but like wink, nod, suddenly the street vendors, all of the rainbow stuff is out and on display and like the rainbow Mickey pins are everywhere. Wink, wink. You know? Yeah. I bought a, I bought a, uh, like an acrylic tumbler, uh, last year. That said Disneyland, it had Sorcerer Mickey, and then all around it, it had, a like, a rainbow thing. So I'm like, they, they know it happens. And, like, the Dapper Day Expo happens at the Disneyland Hotel every year. So Disney knows it happens. And this year, they actually, um, they kind of capitalized on that. Um, they basically, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, they had these, this, this throwback night where you could pay a little bit of extra money and they closed the park down for just people who bought tickets. And the first, um, the throwback night was basically, basically like a dapper day that you could pay for that was at night. And they had like a, um, they had a, a fireworks show that debuted in 1958. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, I heard I, about this. They had like, huh? I was say, I heard about this. I heard about them. The employees kind of got into it too, right? Yeah, some of them did. It was really fun. We, uh, Aaliyah and I went. We had a really good time. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, gosh, what else should we talk about? Because I know it's been a hot minute since we've done a show. Uh, tax Day was this past week, which is horrible. That's Were- my sister's birthday as it- well. <laughs> well, but it was it was kind of different this year because it's not really April fifteenth. It's I don't I don't know what they did, but they passed some type of law where it's like if the fifteenth is on a weekend, then you have an extra day or somehow two days. Because we had to April 17th this year. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I was I was ahead of the game. I did not wait until the last minute. I had mine in the mail on April 16th. 
Oh, I did mine like in February because oh. I needed my tax return. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. A lot of people uh, kind of use that money for, uh, you know, uh, special things, treat treats. In I your... bought a car. Oh, your car. that's right. Your car I was going to say in your case, costumes. But I guess a car makes sense, too. It's a perfectly yeah, car uh... is a little bit more important than costumes. I yeah. hate to say. Uh, speaking of costumes, DragCon is coming up in a few weeks, right? I know. I am so excited. Yeah. All right. I'm going to wear Alphaba because I want, I'm going to wear Alphaba because I want some fierce queens gagging for my costume. <laughs> speaking of gagging and Alphaba. Okay. Do you watch American Idol? No. Oh my gosh. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't usually get into that show and I haven't watched that show in a long time. Like I, like most people, I was into American Idol, like when Kelly Clarkson won and you know, those first couple years, but oh my God, like only by like chance have I seen some episodes this year. And I, I wasn't going to watch it cause I'm not a big fan of Katy Perry, but like when we were on vacation in Atlanta, like Sunday night, there was like nothing to do. Like everything in Georgia shuts down for the Lord on Sunday night. (laughs) So there wasn't really a lot to do. So we turned on the um, uh, TV and I just found myself on American Idol and I was randomly watching it. And there was this contestant and her name is Ada Vox, but she's actually this guy named Adam that had tried out for the show. Like, I don't know, 10 times before or something. But this time he went in drag and um, got She through. pulled a Courtney act. She did. And that's, that's the thing. I was kind of like, wait a minute. I've heard this before. This is what Courtney act did in Australia that got her really famous. And Adore, not so much because the whole drag thing with Adore Delano happened well after, you know, she had been on American Idol as Danny, Danny Noriega, I think her his Danny Noriega, birth yeah. name is. So anyway, um, Oh, what was I going, where was I going with this? Oh, so Ada Vox is fantastic. Like, she's so talented. So, like, I've been catching some of her clips and stuff, and some of it's been online, too, like YouTube and stuff. So I don't even need to watch the whole show and all the artificial suspense and all the stuff they do because they put all the songs on YouTube. So anyway, the way this ties together, and yes, it's important, they did, like, a different thing this year to narrow it down from 24 people to 14, and they did duets. So Ada oh, cool. Vox did Defying Gravity, with Leia Michelle, get it? And girl, girl, like the bitch has already won. Well, she's not gonna win because the people that vote for American Idol are stupid, and she she's gonna lose for the same reason. Like Adam Lambert lost, and Clay Aiken lost. You know, she's not gonna win, but she is by far the most talented person on that show. And like, it's not even because she's wearing a dress. Like, if you hear that voice, it's like damn bitch like yeah and even good for her even leah michelle was like it's an honor to sing with you so oh that's nice but it it is interesting because most of the drag queens we know that are famous have all come from rupaul's drag race but yeah that's very true now ada vox has really nothing to do with that show so it's gonna be very interesting although i yet I've seen, yeah, that's true. I've seen some friendly back and forth on Twitter. Like, Michelle Visage is pretty much already offered to have her queens make over, like, Ada Vox for the finale of American Idol. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, but you know, like, I mean, the only bigger, like, flame dame I know in the world than you is probably Michelle Visage. I mean, that's very true. I don't have a television show with a very famous drag queen, which I really should because, let's face it, I, I'm a hoot and a holler, and I've got a great rack. You so, have, like, <laughs> you have a two cent podcast with some unknown nerd gay. 
Again, my second rate, Ross Matthews. <laughs> we can't use that as the title again, Victoria. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what else has been going on this week? Have you seen any good movies or anything? I went to the movies the other day. Oh, look. Look at you. You're already you're double your record from last year. I am. I'm doing really well. I went to go see Love Simon on Sunday. Oh, okay. Well, I want to go see A Quiet Place. I heard it was really good. Oh god, I heard A Quiet Place was really good. And like the trailer looks stupid, so I had no interest in seeing the movie except for the fact that like that guy from The Office, what was his name? Was he Jim? John Krasinski. Okay. He was Jim on The Office. John Krasinski is his name. He's kind of a babe. Oh, he's been a babe. I've been on the I've been on the 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 John Krasinski train for a while, and then he and Emily Blunt are married in real life. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they're married in real life, and they're fucking precious. Oh wow. Yeah. She she so, looks, she looks like you to me a little bit. Really? Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. No, I mean, I know I've always compared you to um, Emma Stone. Oh, God. Yes. And so has fucking everybody else. Do you know how many no. times I hear, no, oh, my God, do you know you sound like Emma Stone? No, bitch. I was first. I was first. I know. I actually went and saw The House Bunny in theaters. I don't even remember why. Does anyone even remember this movie? It was with Anna Faris. I Ferris, do. I love that movie. Who really is funny. Anna Faris is a funny, funny lady. And so I, I think that's why I went to go see that movie in the theaters because I'm like, oh, that bitch is funny. Let's go see it. And so we went and saw The House Bunny, and that was, like, one of the first movies that Emma Stone was in. She was one of the little, yeah. like, um, she was, like, the nerdy girl in the sorority. And, like, I saw... Well, like, she, she was, like, the lead nerd in the nerd sorority. Yes. So, like, as I'm leaving the theater, I'm, like, pulling out my cell phone, and I'm like, Victoria, you are in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they put you in this fucking movie. You, what... Did you sleep with a, a Hollywood person because this mo- this is you. You are on screen in this movie. Who is this girl? It's it it's she. Yeah. Um, so I get that a lot. I get a lot of people telling me, oh, my God, you sound just like Emma Stone. Um, and I actually went and saw Emma Stone in Cabaret when I was in New York uh, with my mom. Uh, we saw, yeah, we saw Cabaret with Emma Stone and Alan Cumming as the MC. And she's so tiny. She's a tiny little thing. Like, her ankles were as big as my wrists. Okay, but a lot of Hollywood people are like that. Like, Tom Cruise. I know. Was, like, totally short. Like, I don't know what it is. It's something about maybe the sets don't have to be as big. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Any, any short people that listen to this show are going to be mad. But I don't know. It's something about the camera and how it frames. Well, it's, it's also it funny because, like, I have this conversation with my roommate who's also six feet tall. Um, I just don't. I, I cannot understand being smaller than what I am. So I, when I see things on TV or like I watch movies or whatever, I just assume everyone is my height. And then anybody who looks taller is just taller than me. So for the longest time, I thought Kristen Bell was like at least five, seven. No, she's five, nothing. So like, it's funny. Cause like, I, I just, that's how I see the world. It's like, Oh, if I don't see you in person, I just assume you're an Amazon like me. <laughs> I don't know. Do you feel like that? Because I know you're you're taller too. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it, you know what's weird about my perception of everything is that like so it's not like I've dated a ton of guys in my life, but the guys that I've been serious with, including my current husband, all of them have been taller than me. His current husband, like he's gonna have another one. Well, you know what I mean. 
But like you know, there was my ex, which was who I met you through, and he was he was this very tall Asian man. Was him? Was, and he was. Was he taller than you? He was. He was Alan's height. Believe it or not. Really? Yeah, he was. Why do I remember him being little tiny? Um, because uh, his fragile ego. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and then before that, uh, I was. Da- I remember one of my first boyfriends was like six foot six. It's like crazy, but like that's not like a thing. And like it's not like I'm trying to go after tall guys or anything. I don't. I don't really care. I don't have a preference when it comes to that stuff. But it's this weird trend. So because. You know, Alan is who I live with and who I cohabitate with and everything. I'm like, he's taller than me. So I kind of already I don't feel tall. I'm yeah, like, I only re- recognize that I'm tall when people go like, how tall are, are you or oh, you're tall. I'm like, am I? Am I, though? Because I'll show you really tall. <laughs> I'm like, we will go. Oh, my God, you're so tall. Really? Oh, my God. I had no idea. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> I was unaware my whole life that I'm tall. Really? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Please, if you see a tall person out in the in the in the world, please do not go up to them and go, Wow, you're so tall. Don't do that. We hate that. All right. I, I will try my best uh not to do that to uh my husband or anybody else taller than I am. Wow, you're so tall. Uh good thing to note for basketball players as well. Oh, what was it? Oh, I got uh, just just off, off track from the movie that I saw. I saw Love Simon, which I kind of only really wanted to see to support, like, the big budget gay movie because, like, how crazy is that? That, like, this is a major studio movie that had, like, a $40 million, No, did it have a $40 million budget? No, it's made about $40 million. Uh, I think it had, like, a $17 million budget or something like that. But still, it's, like, it's not, like, an art house movie, right? It's, like, a big yeah. budget movie. Uh, and it's, like, a gay guy as the lead character. And it's being advertised, like... Without it being a fucking secret what this movie is about, right? So, like, I kind of love that. And, like, 17-year-old me was kind of like, wow, like, I never thought I'd see the day where something like this is in the multiplex and it's being as widely talked about and accepted, basically, as it is. So, like, you know, I know not everybody gets it, but, like, for me, it's like a, like, uh, like a pre- precious moment, trademark. Yeah, so, I like it. That's yeah. cool. The movie was only okay, though. I didn't love it, but I liked it. I thought it was cute, and I'm glad it exists. Is that like That's a, good. Is that a weird way to describe a movie? No, I get it. I get that. Alan and I were talking about it a little bit afterwards, and again, I don't want to spoil or anything, but um, the movie had your typical Hollywood ending. We'll leave it very vague at that, which you know means it's a happy, sappy thing, right? But like, I kind of left the theater going, well, that's not realistic, like the ending should have been this. And I kind of said what my version of the ending would have been, which would have been like less happy. Let's say it would have been like the less Hollywood ending. And, um, you know, Alan and I were kind of talking about it and he, he had a good way of putting it. He said, well, you know what? Maybe that's the thing about this movie is that it's finally time that gays got a happy ending because every other portrayal in film is usually like, Oh, Some you know, tragic breakup or one of them dies, one or... of them dies of AIDS or one of them, you know, tragedy or so, you know, it's always like something really sad. Um, so, you know, maybe it was time for a happy fucking ending. So I was like, all right, I can I can forgive. <laughs> I need to yeah, stop being I mean, such that's, a that's jaded wonderful old that I'm glad I'm it's like about fucking time. Yeah, about fucking time. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was really, really cool. And uh, something else that uh, was pointed out to me was that all of the supporting cast. So 
the the main guy that plays Simon and like his BFF or whatever are like white, but everybody else that are supporting characters are people of color. Which is also oh, that's wonderful. No, that's like a really cool representation as well. They're so, like they're knocking out all of the well, all of the underrepresented people in this movie, aren't they? I, I I suppose, but it didn't like I again. It was one of those things where it's like I didn't really stop to think about it until it was like pointed yeah. out to me. But I was like, yeah, like every important. Well, that's good that it felt organic. Yeah, there was like, and I'm talking like there was like five important supporting characters, like not just like. You know, I, I was very happy it was not the stereotypical, like, oh, girl, like, you know, like the typical, like, sassy black woman portrayal. Like, these were five very unique, very different type of characters that I'm thinking of that were all people of color, which is cool. That's wonderful. That's yeah. great. Awesome, right? So. It's just like what in that show. Remember that show, um, uh, Happy Endings? Mm-hmm. Remember that show when uh, oh, with the with the gay show. guy that was on that who was just like he oh. wasn't like that is my favorite just... and most realistic portrayal of a gay person on television ever because that guy is basically me, and then I'm his I'm I, I'm absolutely his best friend. Oh, what was her name? Peggy or something? Well, Penny. 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 Uh, God, it's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, no, you are absolutely it's all Peggy. on Hulu. It's all on. I know, I know. I need to go back and, like, watch more of it. But, God, that show is so fucking good. So, anyway, yes, I, I like, all of this, like, awesome stuff about Love, Simon is, like, making me be less critical about it. Like, I'm giving it a pass, okay? <laughs> That's good. You're becoming less of a bitch. It is. I mean, and there was, a, there, was a like I lo- there was a lot I liked about it. There really was. So, it was well, just. That's good. Yeah, but I just didn't, like. One of my friends is like obsessed and has seen it multiple times in the theater. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if I go that far, but like, I'm, I'm happy this thing exists. That's all. Yeah. Um, and one more thing I'll say about the movie. I know we want to move on. Josh Duhamel. Is that his last name? Josh Duhamel. Oh, Josh. Uh, yeah. Josh Duhamel. Okay. He plays dad and he is a dad and he could get it. Get, you know what? It. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, he's pretty hot. I remember what, what was I don't know he was in something recently where I was like, okay, you can get it. I'm not, yes. I'm not mad at this. Yes. And that was that was it in this movie. He played dad. That kind of made me feel like my age a little bit as he was the dad. And you know who was the mom? Who? Jennifer Garner. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> right? <laughs> That was one of those like painful things to me too. Is I was like, wait, oh, hold up a minute, hold up. What, first off, where the hell has Jennifer Garner been since ten going on thirty or whatever that movie was? Thirteen going on thirty. That's it. Thirteen going on thirty. Where the hell has Jennifer Garner been since that movie? Like, did and she just suddenly became mom? Is right. This what happened? I know that's just not fair. I've been binge watching Gotham. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Like I haven't watched it. And so I went to San Diego, um, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. I went out there for a funeral, another funeral. And I was at my friend's house and her dad was watching one of the most recent episodes. And I was like, oh, fuck, I kind of like this. God damn it. And so I was looking for it on the Internet and Netflix has the first three seasons. And so I've been binge watching it um, since since I got back from san diego that doesn't strike me as the type of thing you'd usually be into i actually watched it a little i watched about half of the first season and then i just kind of like they took a break on tv i just kind of fell out of the habit right because like if it's not coming on regularly then i find something else to do um it was okay like i love batman but i don't know it was just it was a little weird for me 
Um, well, but, they 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 you, definitely stray from like the canon of the comic books, from yeah. what I oh, from sure. what my other nerd friends who are into Batman tell me. For sure. Um, but like, I like it because it's a crime show, but that also mm. happens to have characters that I know already, and I don't have to like spend a lot of time trying to get to know these people. Like, I already kind of know their story. Are, um, are you one of those girls? Have, are you one of those girls that's fapping to the Riddler? I was just about to say that. <laughs> Because I know you, bitch. I know you. <laughs> That's your real. I was like, I am very, I am very, very attracted to Corey Michael Smith in this movie, and it's becoming a problem. <laughs> I'm like, you ain't watching it for Jada Pinkett Smith. I know you ain't watching it for Fish Mooney. You're watching it for the fucking Riddler. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not hurting the show, and it's making me more. Uh, more willing to to continue and i'm just like and right now he's really like where i'm at in this i'm in i'm in the middle of season two right now actually i'm almost done with season two um but like he's really starting to get down like the riddler path and i'm just kind of like oh fuck and that's kind of what drew me into watching at the beginning because like i was um it was a it was a riddler centric episode um that my friend's dad was watching and i was like oh he cute Oh hey, that's Marina Bachran. Rad. And so that's kind of why I started watching it. Because fucking the Riddler's hot and Inara from Firefly is in it. Okay, okay. Does the Riddler ever don those green tights? Because if so, I'm gonna have to get back into watching it. He was wearing a green suit. He wasn't wearing the tights when I saw him, so Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that is actually a thing. I just remember the old sixties Batman. Uh the guy had the green tights. So He did have green tights. Also, uh, the Penguin is, uh, I know, a, a character in that show that's kind of one of the main characters. And did you, He I, is. Yeah, he's he, precious. He's a gay IRL. I didn't even realize that until oh, like, way later. Oh, good for him. That's wonderful. Yeah, I had no idea until like, way later. All right, anyway. Um, okay, enough gossip about movie and TV and catching up and so forth. We should probably get into some news. Sound good? News. News or snooze. Uh, let's talk about Target. Target. Tar-gay. I love Target. Target. Do you have a way that you pronounce Target? I just Target. <laughs> You're boring. Okay, uh, but no, I Girls. love. I also love Target, and they didn't pay me to say that. It, well, because what's the alternative? Walmart? No, no, girl, no. I, girl, I went to a Walmart really, willingly not that long ago because they sell this thing, this gaming thing that I'm collecting that you can't get anywhere else, and it was a challenge. Like, oh, after 30 minutes, I was like, the cooties are being absorbed into my system. I need to go. I need to leave. Walmart's the only place outside of Disneyland that sells those really, really good freeze dried apples that Disney sells. Oh, I didn't even know that. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Well, Target, if you want to get stuff at Target, apparently uh, the drive up service is expanding. That's right. Uh, they had started piloting a new service earlier this year called Drive Up, and I think it was only in like five stores. Well, now they've expanded it to 270 stores starting in the south and the southeast. Uh, Texas and Florida had it first, but now it's Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, South Carolina. How you do this, you order through Target's app. 
you pick drive up as the fulfillment option. So instead of like picking it up packaged or whatever, so you pick drive up and then they'll say when you're going to be uh, ready to get your order, they give a two hour time frame for you to go pick up the order or what have you. But they do say the orders are usually done sooner, but for you know whatever reason they, they you know want you to wait until your scheduled time frame. So you tap on a button on the app that says I'm on my way and you share your location so that they can snoop on you, which I'm sure makes everybody feel real good after everything that Facebook's been going through lately. You tap on the sharing your location button, and then they know basically when you're going to be there. However, they can say you can just share your location status manually if you don't want to do it your entire way to the store. And that um, the app, I guess, has been examined and the location is not tracked once the order is done. So Target is trying to be a little bit like, okay, we know people don't like that. But anyway, uh, you park in a designated drive-up spot, basically like McDonald's. Fucking, you can get McDonald's pickup like this, too. You drive up to one of the drive-up spots. They bring out your order within two minutes. They scan a barcode on the app so they know it's you. You sign for it, and you get to walk out of there like you stole it. That's it. This is how they plan to compete with Walmart and Amazon. What do you think? Is this a service you'd use, Victoria? Target drive-up? They need to do deliveries, and then I would use that. I'd use Target deliveries. Do you? Because, well, that I feel like if I did target deliveries, then like it wouldn't, there wouldn't be as big of a risk of me going for milk and then leaving with $300 worth of shit and forgetting the milk. <laughs> the struggle. <laughs> it's, it's real. No, I know. I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, it is like a vortex of, of suck for my money. Um, here's the thing though. I don't, is it, is, is it just a sign of my age or whatever? But like, some of the things that I get at Target, I want to see in person before I walk away with it. Like, I mean, some things are fine on Amazon. Like, I order plenty on Amazon. You know you, you know that, like, granola bars are granola bars, right? Those aren't going to change. But I'm talking about things like clothes and even things like, you know, frames or things like that. Like, I kind of want to see them before I get them. Yeah, I know what you mean. So I wouldn't buy clothes or anything like that on on the app or whatever but like if you're doing things that you need you know oh i need more cereal i need more milk i need you know shampoo or whatever shit that you normally buy then yeah why not just do a quick you know drive up kind of thing yeah but like clothes and and things like that that need to be tried on and looked at and touched because i'm very like i'm very tactile with my clothes like i need to be able to feel it and if I can tell if the fabric is like cheap or whatever, you know what I mean? Like I don't like buying clothes that just feel cheaply made. Right. And so I definitely need to be in the store and touch it and try it on and make sure it's going to work on my body. But if you're just buying fucking shampoo and you know, whatever, then yeah, definitely use the drive up service, but anything else. No, I'll go in the store. It's interesting, though, like how like, gosh, I just thinking in my mind about how much the retail landscape is really changing. And I don't know how much you blame Amazon for that or how much you blame just like poor management of these years and years old companies for. I mean, there's a little bit of both to go around. But of course, Toys R Us, we know, has just been like it's like surreal to see those going away when it's, you know, such a huge part of my childhood. And I'm sure yours, too. But now uh, it was just announced that like two of the big Sears stores 
here in my area are finally going under. And, like, you know, a bunch of Sears stores have been going under around the country, but now, like, two of them here in SAC are finally going under, including the one uh, over at Sunrise Mall, which I know doesn't mean much to most of our audience, but the, the Sears at Sunrise Mall, like, that was, like, the place when I was growing up. That's where my first computer came from, Packer Bell. That's where my first Nintendo came from was that Sears. But then, of course, I think in my mind, I'm like, when was the last time I set foot in the, that Sears non-ironically? <laughs> I went to um, the Panorama City Mall when I first moved into my apartment. And as I got out of the car, I looked over across the parking lot. And you know what the fuck I saw that was still standing there that hadn't been torn down yet? What? A Montgomery fucking ward. Wow. I was going to think maybe a Circuit City because I'd seen still seen a frame no. for one of those up here for a long time. Montgomery Ward. <laughs> wow. And I was like, damn, I remember those. And like they closed all of those down when I was a kid. Yeah. Like those closed in the and mid 90s. And that one's still standing there. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But isn't it, isn't it going to be weird, though, when like half the mall goes under? I mean – Especially that mall I just referenced, like uh, it's that mall. That mall I just referenced, like they they're struggling. They're uh, they're really really struggling, and I'm kind of wondering, like, how long before they just tear it down completely? And what are you going to put in those spaces? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, condos. What's that? Condos. Condos. I guess maybe maybe in a really populated area like L.A. that kind of makes sense. It's a solution. But I've heard weird things like all over the map. Like I've heard of like art galleries and stuff. But I, I have heard of like malls converting into like living units, which is also kind of weird to me. I don't know. So, but I, guess... I mean, like 13 year old me would want to live in the mall, but not so much anymore. Yeah, but no, not anymore. The mall isn't what it used to be. You know what I mean? Especially when like everything's coming from Amazon. But then it's also weird to me because, like, we let one company have so much control. Like, everything is Amazon. It's kind of, like, crazy. That's because they deliver shit to your house in two days. Like, I'm sorry. I don't have to leave my house. I don't have to talk to another human being. Fucking perfect. Even if I have to return something, I don't have to talk to another human being. I can just go online, do Amazon chat, and be like, yo, fix this, and they'll fix it. Like, that's the kind of shit that I'm all about. If I don't have to talk to a human being or see another person, if I can do my shopping from the comfort of my couch without having pants or a bra on, I am all about it. Uh, girl, I don't blame you. I, I'm a big uh, Amazon person, too, but it's just it's just weird. Like, I hope that stores stay in one form or another because, like you, I want to see clothes in person. That's why I make my own shit. <laughs> fine all right let's move on with another story what do you want to talk about um okay so everybody kind of knows that i love me some musicals i made a costume from one of my favorite musicals i love musical theater i love disney movies um and i've noticed this trend having started and i don't know if it's because i don't know if Buffy the Vampire Slayer started this trend with having a musical episode because even if you're not a big fan of Buffy, you know they did a fucking musical episode. You know about Once More with Feeling. And it's probably one of the most well-known and highly rated episodes of the series. And ever since then, 
shows have been doing that, like having musical episodes for no reason. So like it made sense in Buffy that there was a demon in town and all of these things. And there was a big spell cast over everybody because that kind of thing happens. But like, I don't know how I feel about TV shows bringing in musical episodes that were the whole, like, there's no reason for this to be happening. Why is this happening? So like I the whole the whole thing that's sparking this is um I guess they're going to be doing a musical episode of that show Riverdale. Have you ever seen that show? Yes, I've seen quite it's, a bit. I've seen quite a bit. It's garbage and what? I love it. I like it. It's beautiful <laughs> garbage. I like it. I It's I've... beautiful garbage. I love that show. <laughs> I mean, I've only I've only watched the first ep- the first season because it's on that's what's only on netflix and then like by the time i caught up with the first season i was already way too far behind to like find the um the episodes legally you know i couldn't everything like everything that was online was like oh the last five episodes already at the end of the season but apparently i don't know if it's i think it's in the next season they are going to be doing a musical episode and i guess it kind of makes sense because josie and the pussycats and then like veronica was in josie and the pussycats for a minute and then like archie sings and plays music but, like, there's no reason to have a full musical episode if, like, they're going to be breaking into song and dance. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason. There's no logical it's, reason for it. It's a rating stunt, for one. And it's so it, – like, I remember back in the day – oh, here comes old man Rob. But I remember back in the day when, like, the rating stunt was that, like, you traveled to another country, right? Like, the facts of life go to Australia. That was a real thing, by the way. I fucking loved facts yeah, of I life. Yeah, remember, I remember watching all the Saved by the Bell uh, yes. specials. You yes, know, when they go to Vegas for Jesse's dad's wedding. Yes, exactly, right? That used to be the rating stunt is let's go traveling so we can show all the poor people that watch TV across America like what these extravagant places look like, right? But for whatever reason, maybe because of the internet now, that's not what they do anymore. So now it's musicals. But it's also so that they can sell the soundtrack. I mean, that was that's why Glee was on like way longer than it should have been. Yeah, I mean, like, I stopped watching Glee because I was all about it, you know? I was like, okay, but that's the whole thing. Like, with that kind of a show, that's the premise. Okay, everybody's going to be singing and dancing. That's like, just right off the bat. They made that a thing that was happening. But that show um, kind of fell up its ass after the first season, and then it really just kind of became about, like, what big song are we going to do this week? And it was like... Yeah, it was yeah. it was it was built around the musical numbers instead of the musical numbers supporting the story. And that was the problem with that show. Um, but, you know, it was still like a big thing. And that's something like the musical numbers were still a logical thing to happen. And I understand like, oh, yeah, OK, it's it's ratings and, and this and that, whatever. But like, I don't know, for me, I think it was a musical episode of Scrubs. And I'm like, why? Why was there a musical episode of Scrubs that makes no sense narratively for this story that you're telling us? And I guess, you know, Scrubs, you're not looking for anything that's going to be, you know, thought provoking or, oh, this is art. Like, no, it's not. It's fucking Scrubs. But I don't know. That's my thing. Like, I, I rant about, you know, the remakes and things like that. And it's like, okay, this musical episode trope is tired. We've seen it. It's been done it's been happening for 15 years. Let's find something else to do now. What would you And like, maybe I'm wrong. What would you like the cast of Riverdale to do for a rating stunt? 
I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't really, I don't really know what else they would do for a rating stunt. Full I frontal. Mean, just kidding. They're, you know, they could, they could do, a, they could do a thing like what was it? Um, that Dynasty did, like who killed Jr. <laughs> Those kind of things that like, kill off a major character but and that, like have a big manhunt or that something. Was kind of the, but then also that, like, but that was the also plot tired of the first season. <laughs> what? That, that was the whole plot of the first season was who killed <laughs> so and so. That's true. I don't know, but like, I just think that if you're gonna do a musical episode, it needs to be something that's gonna happen organically and that's gonna make sense within the narrative of the world that you're building. Also, I'm really over them making movies, like ad- adapting movies into stage shows. Like I just read today that they're doing a labyrinth stage show, and like, okay, cool, labyrinth, and that's gonna be a fucking beautiful show. Like if it correctly between the costumes and the sets and the props and like the puppets they're gonna have to do it's gonna be fucking beautiful however why can't we come up with new content i know i'm beating a dead horse with this but that's my thing new content new content new content i want something new i don't want something tired and that i've seen before they also did a mean girls musical recently and as much as that movie is like the new testament I don't think it needs to be a music like a full on Broadway show. It does, because it works because it's the movie, you know, like you don't have to repeat it. If that makes sense. It's been getting good ratings. Apparently it's been getting really good reviews. Um, mm-hmm. And then like, they really did a really good job of adapting it into like modern times. So it's, you know, the, the original movie came out in 2004. So, I mean, that's the past that's dated. Um, and so they really did a really good job of like, incorporating new um new references and um you know new modern issues that we're dealing with and that like kids in high school now have to be dealing with so they did a really good job with that like i haven't seen it or heard any of the music but i mean everything that i've been reading like buzzfeed is like on fire with fucking mean girls the musical all right um and like it's one of those things that i'll see it but i don't know all right wow i guess i need to stop being such a hater such being such a bitch, Rob. <laughs> but it's what I'm really good at. I know you're such you're the biggest bitch I know, and I love you. Okay, okay, okay. Well, at least uh, next time I want to send a hateful email. Uh, at least I might have the opportunity to undo it. How do you like that transition? Let's talk about Gmail. Which um, I don't know about you, but I've been using Gmail ever since like it was first out. So I've been using this forever. But Gmail, same. same for you. Mm-hmm. Gmail is going to be getting a redesign, and they have a re- they have they've redesigned it since the beginning, but they haven't redesigned it in a long time. They're saying it's the first one in seven years, uh, meaning they're going to put Calendar right there on the side when you're using it on the web, which makes sense. They're also doing Google Keep, which I don't even know what that is, and Google Tasks. But let's talk about the other thing that's coming with it: self-destructing emails. Ooh. So when you're writing an email, there's going to be a lock option called Confidential Mode. When you click this, there's going to be a message that pops up that says the options to forward, download, or copy the email's contents and attachments will be disabled. You can then pick a date for the email to expire and even optionally require a short message passcode to open the email, like a text message. Oh, shit. Yeah, how fucking like Mission Impossible is this, all right? Then the window is going to switch to a blue scheme, which kind of like lets you know, like, girl, you in a special mode right now. Basically, it's not a normal message. So I guess this is something where Gmail's kind of trying to like reinvent the standard email or whatever you want to call it. 
Um, but what I'm curious about is that how is that going to work if you're not on Gmail? Like if you go Gmail to Gmail, that makes sense. But if you send Gmail to like, you know, your your relative that for some reason still has a fucking AOL account all these years later, then like how is that going to work, I guess? So I guess what they're saying is that when you send an email to somebody that's not on Gmail, it will instead be a link. And it's going to say this message was sent with Gmail's confidential mode and there will be a link. Um, <laughs> this is very similar. I've used secure email systems in my day job because um, uh, anytime you're dealing with like patient and private information, you have to really lock that's that. That's HIPAA shit. That's exactly what it is. So you have to lock that shit down. So everything is like in a secure system, which is very similar to this. Like every company I've worked for has some type of like secure email. So they're kind of bringing that to the less secure emails if you want to go on a hateful tangent at somebody but not allow them to keep the receipts here it is i guess i don't know what other what other uses would there be for self-destructing emails yeah i have if you're cheating on somebody i guess and you don't want the receipts being known that's how my stepmom found out my dad was cheating on her oh shit like go by going through the emails by making me go through the emails yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, would... I know some. I know some shit that I shouldn't know. Wait, but like... do wouldn't wouldn't most? Okay, hold on though. Not that I'm trying to make you relive that because I I really really don't. But uh, wouldn't you just have a burner email account for those types of things? Like, and not you that would, I would so, know like... firsthand, but I'm just saying. Wouldn't you? Well, just no, have... but like dad left his my dad left his email account open. And I was going to sign out if I had my own. So, hey, I'm going to just jump in here. Victoria, your audio quality is coming through like a potato right now. And we've had some strange audio issues going on tonight. So you may have to just retell this part just a little bit while the connection reestablishes. Oh, I'm a waterfall. Sorry to the listeners. Um, No, I was saying uh, I – uh, my dad had left his email open and I was about to sign out of it. My stepmom was walking by and she saw and she was like, wait, don't sign out of that. Go through it. Find some stuff. Look for things. And yeah. I dug through his email, and I, don't, I, I know things I never want to know. Yikes. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's a little awkward, but, uh, yeah, I guess this would be something uh, that, you know, people that are usually using Ashley Madison, is that still a thing, or did that website finally go under? People that are using that website could possibly use. I don't know. Uh, I'd be curious what your fun uses would be for Gmail confidential mode. Uh, if you want to send us <laughs> perhaps uh, maybe this, I don't know if I want to call this a homework assignment, but maybe you want to send us your tweets and your emails on how you will use confidential mode. Maybe in a way, I mean, maybe Google is trying to build their own type of secure message system, but I don't know if this would really do it. I don't, I don't know if this would meet the qualifications, but I'd be curious how you guys would use confidential mode. Um, so send us a tweet over at shaking crying, or you can also send us a traditional email, please not a self-destructing one, to shaking and crying podcast at gmail.com. We're of course also on Instagram at shaking and crying, although I guess you would just have to message through that. I keep forgetting you can direct message in that client. That shows you how much this old man uses Instagram. He's old, guys. I know. He's ancient. One foot in the grave. <sighs> I'm going to go soon, just like the quality of this phone call. Although you're sounding a little better. I so know. It, it's so bad, you guys. I don't know what's going on. And I really don't want to record this again. So you're going to get what you get. Yeah. <laughs> We we're we're a little Sorry, late. Sorry, y'all. We're a little late this week as it is. So uh, I don't even think we had a show we, last week. And we didn't do last week. Yeah. So you're gonna have to get a potato show tonight. 
oh, Gat, you're going to get a potato too. Um, I'm going to Disneyland on Saturday, which is no surprise to anybody. Um, but it's the Pixar Fest right now. And for whatever reason, Pixar is spilling over into Disneyland more so than it already is when they're already like kind of determining that Pixar is going to be mostly in DCA. So, or D- California adventure for those of you who don't speak Disney. Um, Cause they're doing that whole refurb um, and turning the whole pier over there into the Pixar pier. But like, for whatever reason, the Pixar play parade, which was in Disney California adventure is now in Disneyland itself. And then they move, paint the night over into DCA. Um, but apparently paint the night's only going to be there until like June or like for a couple months and like that. I don't know. But like the, the, the Pixar fest thing that they have going on right now is really cool. Like we went on Saturday to see all the things. Um, they've got different foods and different, you know, just different themes, things. They have a whole new fireworks display that's, um, hey guys, let's ju- let me jump in here. Victoria, I don't mean to cut you off, but the audio quality is really bad. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, hopefully we'll have fixed audio with Victoria. Yay. Okay. okay testing one, two, three. Testing, testing. Radio Magic, we're back. And uh, believe it or not, we turned it off and then on again. And I think it fixed it. So sorry, it's like Victoria. the IT crowd. Have you tried turning it on and off again? But the original British one and not the US one. Anyway. Uh, you were talking about so the Pixar Fest and the Paint the Night, which I really want to go see someday. I've never seen it. Oh my it. god, it's beautiful. If you love the Main Street Electrical Parade, please come down and see Paint the Night. It is it is Main Street Electrical Parade on steroids. It's time, it's money, it's all that stuff. You know how it goes. But it's me and you love me I and I do. won't have a panic attack this time like I did the last time we were at Disneyland together. I do, I do, and I'll try not to have a panic attack at Disneyland either. So and and the food and all that stuff. It'll be great. Yeah, it's oh. really good. All right. But yeah, I don't know. I was just talking about Disneyland like I do all the time because I didn't have another story to say. So, well, no, yeah. I, th- I think you got a lot of Disney fanatics that listen to this show and probably want to know a little bit about that Pixar fest. But how do you just quickly, how do you feel as a Disney fan about Pixar kind of leaking into Disneyland? I, I've also kind of noticed that like DCA is kind of like the Pixar park and now even more so that they're, you know, building that whole rebuilding the pier area to be Pixar. I mean, like. But I, I also like my classic Disney, so I don't need Pixar to like completely take over. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it's gonna take. I think it's gonna. It's just for now, and then it's kind of just like giving people to, something to do while Pixar Pier is being um, being built. But um, I don't know. Like it, D- Disneyland already has the Finding Nemo submarines, and then it has the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. Um, and those rides are cute. I mean, I can't do the submarines because I'll have a panic attack in that little tiny encased submarine thing, but I can do fake Nemo, which is like you sit in a room, in a nice little air conditioned room and you watch the ride on a screen and it's wonderful because there's data back there and air conditioning and there's no people and it's, it's lovely. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think. Pixar needs to stay in DCA and, you know, Disneyland needs to be Disneyland. We're already getting Star Wars land, which I'm kind of about like, it's going to be rad and it's going to be fucking awesome. But at the same time, you'll like like, it when it's here. You'll like it. I'll like it when it's here right now. I'm just like, uh, you took out bucket of meat for this shit. This had better be the most amazing fucking 
land I've ever seen in my life, Disney, because you took out my favorite restaurant for this. And there better be a fucking shrine to Carrie Fisher. Yeah, there better be a Leia shrine in the middle of that goddamn thing because she is a goddess. Um, I don't know. I just think that Disney needs to focus more on fixing Tomorrowland and the huge problem that Tomorrowland is. Um, and they also need to focus on paying their, their employees a little bit more, um, because they're doing all of these things that's bringing in more money. I mean, I think about like how, how much money each head is worth going into Disneyland into any Disney park. And then, you know, yeah. Okay. Then they have like all the costs and stuff like that, but obviously they're a very, very profitable company and they can definitely be paying their workers, and they're, you know, their cast members, they can be paying the cast members in the parks a living, a living wage. Because I would love to be a cast member at Disneyland. And I would, my, my dream job is to work uh, the Jungle Cruise attraction because I think I'd be the funniest goddamn Jungle Cruise skipper ever. Um, but the only reason I don't is because they pay minimum wage and I can't live on that. Right. I'm not 16 living with my parents. Like I'm a grown person who needs to be able to pay her bills. Um, And I'm sure there's a lot of people like that who work at Disney. You know, they're grown people who need to be paying their bills. And, you know, instead of, instead of, you know, opening up yet another frozen attraction or, you know, revamping something that nobody asked for, maybe we should focus on paying our employees a little bit more money. Like I would happily, uh, I would happily sacrifice something, you know, new and exciting that they're doing. Like I would happily sacrifice Marvel land to give their employees a pay bump because think about how much money Marvel land is going to cost. Yeah. And That's like, not be. even that, not even that, like the destruction and like the, the clearing out of bugs land and then building Marvel land and all the shit that they're going to put there. That's like, be. they could, that's going to be a huge boost to business at DCA, too. It is. Yeah. It is. With the Pixar Pier and then the Marvel Land, like, it's going to be a lot of money that's going to be coming into that park. And like they can definitely afford to pay their employees a little bit more. Preach, girl. Preach. Hashtag justice for cast members. All right. Before we wrap up tonight, I do, of course, want to get to our Twitters as well as our Instagram and get to what you said about the show. And this week we got a lot of homework turned in. So I want to give snaps. I'm so proud of you guys. I want to give snaps. We have more people participating than just Krylo. We love Krylo, but more people participated this time, which is very exciting, including over on Twitter Z's. So last week it was about what song do you fucking stop your conversation and sing along to? Remember? Mm-hmm. So we have Azette who tweeted us first at Shaking Crying saying Bohemian Rhapsody, duh. Oh, yeah. Like that scene straight out of Wayne's World. That's totally me when that song comes. Yeah. Out. If you're not if you don't headbang at the headbanging part, then we can't be friends. Yeah. You, if you, you don't sing the guitar part, then we can't be friends. You are not a child of the 90s. If you or teenager of the '90s, even if you did not like, if you don't like headbang just like Wayne and Garth do to Bohemian Rhapsody, it's just you're yeah. not, you're not. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have OMG. It's John McGod uh, who replied and said, "Song I can't help but sing when it comes on." Damaged by Danity Kane. Am I saying that right? Danity Kane. Danity Kane. Yeah. I, I, you kids and your newfangled pop things uh that's not new they were like they were big when i was in high school oh really yeah 
I missed, uh, Stan I know and Keen, this, I know this uh, song, but they, I thought they it was... were active until 2014. Um, Shit, yeah, so Danity Kane came around uh, in like 2004, 2005, I think. That's right. That's they, where uh, that's where Aubrey O'Day is from. They were like making the band or one of those shows, right? Or the P Diddy band, right? Something like that. Yeah, but yeah, Aubrey O'Day is from Danity Kane. Okay, God, why did I think that song was only a few years old? I seriously thought that song was from like 2012, maybe. Yeah, Damage was from 2008. Uh, 2008. Okay, shoot, I just. That song's older than I thought it was, or I'm older than I thought I was. Anyway, uh, OMG John continues and says, oh, my God, as soon as it pops up, I lose my shit. Dancing emoji, dancing emoji, dancing emoji. (laughs) Uh, We also, I should take this opportunity to say we were recommended by a Twitter user named Gay Toastu. (laughs) I love it. Uh, recommended in a in a compilation of various podcasts, uh, we were noted as uh, somebody had asked. I'm suddenly getting into podcasts and would love some recommendations. And guess what? We were on the list. Yay! That's so wonderful. As was uh, I'm trying I'm trying to see how many of these other podcasts I recognize. I recognize last podcast on the left. I know they're. Very I listened popular. to last podcast on the left. I recognize Katya and Craig whimsically volatile, which uh-huh. that show was a little rough for me the first episode or two because like Katya like goes into it about like what she's been going through and it's it's really weird because her co-host is very like very like straight edge you know like Uh she's not like fucking crazy like Katya is and I don't mean that in a negative way like we love I should say whimsically volatile like Katya is I don't want to I don't want to like poke fun at mental health or anything like that that's not what I'm trying to do but you know how Katya is she's very like we love her because she's so like all over the map right her co-host yeah. is nothing like that at all. But I'm not shading that show, and I wouldn't shade another hardworking podcast because this ends on a positive note. Like, their more recent episodes have been on fire. Like, they had um, Lady Bunny on a recent episode. Nice. I fucking died laughing. It was so fucking funny. And then, no, the one that killed me, fucking murdered me, it was so funny, was, and now I forget her fucking name in the moment. She's a fucking YouTube celebrity. She was a guest judge on Drag Race once. She did the, welcome to my home. That was her. Um, Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. Devin Green. That's her name. Oh, oh, I met Devin Green. Did you really? I did. So I actually, when I did that music video for Katya, Devin Green was the, um, she was the, uh, she was in, in, she's in, in the music video as well. Oh shit. Okay. Um, I, yeah, we actually, yeah. So I hung out with Katya that day and I hung out with Devin Green and she was really, really nice. She's funny. She's fucking funny. Like, I don't know why she's not more of a household name. It should not take me 15 seconds to recall her name. Yeah, she's so. going to be a drag con. She's wonderful. She's great. God, I, I, why, aren't, why aren't I going to drag con? I'm so stupid. All right. But time, money, et cetera, et cetera. Tickets, passport. Anyway, our good pal Krylo did reply and said, okay, so I basically sing every song I'm listening to. Oh, you're that gay. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Hold up, though. I lived with that gay (laughs) who like every song that came on, didn't matter what it was like, she sang along, you know, (laughs) but that that's, that's not, I'm not being shady. I'm not being shady. It's just, we all know that gay (laughs) that sings along to everything, but Krylo, we adore you. So, um, I basically sing every song I'm listening to, but one song that stops me in the middle of what I'm doing is dancer in a daydream by Ace of Bass. What a throwback. Oh that's not oh. even like 
that's not even like a single, I don't think. But you know what? Like, fucking like Happy Nation is my jam. So, like, I I understand how it is. Uh, old school Ace of Base. You an Ace of Base fan, Victoria? Uh, I mean, I was in the '90s, not so much anymore. So much. I just remember Ace of Base. And um, the fucking I saw the sign from that episode of Full House where Stephanie tries to form a band. <laughs> well, I just remember I just remember that song, you know, I saw the sign and, oh, and, uh, my eyes, I saw. and then like in the video, she's dancing around and there's like literally a fucking sign that she sees. And it's <laughs> like, OK, so so what is the sign? <laughs> right. What was the sign? Was it cocaine? All right. Anyway, um. Lastly, a tweet here from Ninja Bunny, who says, I always sing the chorus to Unemployed Boyfriend by Everclear. I must confess, I don't know that song. I know Everclear. You know Everclear, right? I do know Everclear. Yeah. Me too. Well, I'm not talking about just the liquor, but Everclear was a band as well. Father of mine. Where have you been? Yeah. I know that one, but I just, I don't know Unemployed Boyfriend, but now I'm going to have to go look that one up. By the way, I do want to give also a special mention to Krylo because Krylo is such an overachiever. Did you get this too? I got the PDF. Did you get the PDF? I didn't get, I did not get the PDF, but he was talking to me about it and he's like, girl, if I do this, it's going to be like three hours of my life. And I was like, girl, do it. Girl, do it. I got, okay, I will forward it to you because I got the PDF of like all the songs. And I was you guys, like. You guys need to get on Krylo's level. I heart you for doing this. But if I read every song on here, that's going to be an entire episode of Shaking and Crying. The musical episode of Shaking and Crying. <laughs> You're so extra and I love you, Krylo. Your fucking IDK some bitch Susan killed me. Yeah, IDK some bitch Susan is my new favorite endorsement for this show. Anyway, killed that's it for me. Twitter. I don't know about Instagram. Did anybody hit us up on the Instagram at Shaking Crying? No, cuz I kind of forgot to I kind of forgot to update. That's okay. You had a busy week. If you guys don't know, we we were gone last week cuz Victoria's Victoria's had a long, exhausting. She has had an officially week. So we all deserve a break once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. You deserve it. a break today. That's right. You deserve a break today. So we deserve a break now. We're going to wrap up and end the show and uh, go take a bath. And I'm going to eat dinner because I'm starving. All right. So that's it for another episode of Shaking and Crying. We will see you in about a week. You know, whenever. Ish. Ish. Whenever. When we feel like it. We'll see you yeah, next time. Fine. But thank you so much for listening to Shaking and Crying. Leave us your five-star reviews and send us your tweets and your Instagram messages and your email. And we love you. Thanks for being here and putting up with this entire episode. Bye. Bye.